<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And we are back with another episode of Asian Not Asian Podcast, whoa, whoa. a podcast where two Asian guys not from Asia talk about American issues no American cares about. I'm your host, Fumi Abe. And I'm Mike Nguyen. We're coming at you live from an undisclosed location on April 10th. We hope you are doing well. Um, real exciting announcement. Mike and I, are, we both got half vaccinated. So half, what does that mean? The half chub of Maybe vaccines, yeah. The half chub, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? Part one, baby. So... <laughs> That means maybe more sh- live shows or like live sessions soon. Maybe I don't know, Mike. Are you, are you feel you feeling comfortable with that? I am going to try to do that. I've been holding off for however many months, like four months, since it got kind of crazy. So, I so I just I, meant like me and you. I don't care what you do with other stupid shows. I'm oh, about. Uh, then definitely not. Well, no, I'm not gonna hang out <laughs> with you, dude. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I I um uh, I don't believe in the vaccine. So um you, yeah. You no, know, you know what's good. crazy is like uh, because all the a lot of venues shut down and stuff. Now people are doing shows in like weird places, and this this guy hit me up and he was like, "Hey, does your podcast um potentially want to do a show at our place?" And I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah. Like, we want to send us pictures. What's your capacity?" It was a fucking church, and I was like, "I can I was like, "Is this what comedy is now? Like, we gotta fucking <laughs> like do these weird shows in these like you know like fucking soup kitchens and like random ass places." So hey, hey man, I don't know. We've we've yeah. I've, we've 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 done shows in weirder places. Okay, you know that I is mean, true. Uh, that is true. You know the the the, the basement of uh, of Bunga's Den is uh, not is is uh, <laughs> not exactly uh, uh, you know uh, an amazing venue. So also it's all good. you and I you and I once um, did a podcast recording at a Waffle House. So you're right. Oh. A church is actually an upgrade. That's yes. An upgrade. So stay upgrade. tuned for that ultra B side of us doing it at the <laughs> Waffle House. People were very confused in North in North Carolina, in North Carolina, <laughs> which was amazing. I, was, I loved it. And yeah. I was eating hash browns. Anyways, but. Um, okay, before we get to the show, just want to give a quick shout out to our newest Patreon fans. Uh, if you want to get in on this, go to patreon.com slash pod. And if you give us money, we'll um, try to guess your ethnicity based on your last name on the show. Here we go. We got uh, seven new donors this week. We yeah. got Max Chung. Not Chung, minimum Chung. C-H-U-A. Max Chung. Max. Maximum. Yeah. That is maximum Korean. He's maximum Korean. Uh, then we got Kathy Tran. Viet- Vietnamese, yep. I think. Shouts. Viet. Ju- these are easy. Julia Park. These are Korean. easy ones. P- Korean, Woo! easy. This one just, this person just Kim. Uh, is that a first just, name or a last name? Because then. I don't know. Korean or Cor- maybe not Korean. Or maybe Kim. Not, or, or, or that, uh, that Dear Watch Kim Possible on Disney. Could be, could be her. Cartoon. Could be animated. Could be a cartoon. Perfect. Then we got Ta- Tatiana. Ooh. Ooh. I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to hook up with a Tatiana. Oh, that's you a know? sexy name. Nice. Yeah. That is sexy. You're a sexy Asian. <laughs> and finally, <laughs> and lastly, we have Teresa Han, H-A-H-N. I think that's Korean. She's so Korean, she's got Han in her name. You know? <laughs> that's very Korean. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's H-A-H-N. That's true. I don't know. It could, it could be, I think it's going to be still Korean, but it could be, could be Chinese, you know? Why not? Yeah. That's, that's really funny. Uh, that's, that's, like that's like our uh, Patreon people. <laughs> that's like a... <laughs> yeah, like having the. Anyways, that's great. That's yeah. great. Oh no, yeah, her, sh- her name should be like Teresa Revenge. That's the that's yeah. her name, Teresa Revenge. Um, 
Okay, quick story of the week before we bring our guest up. Mike, you had you had something going on this week that was bothering you. Yeah, man, I had to talk to my um she's not a therapist, she's a coach. That's what she keeps telling me on uh, the app, the, the mental health app that I use. It's so, it's so nice to hear that you are going to see a coach or therapy. That's great. Is it? I don't know. I, it doesn't feel good, but um yes, I am using it. Uh it's free. That's why I do do use it. It comes through my day job and uh it's it's actually really good and this is not an ad I swear. Um but I have been on there because I have a lot of I've been having a lot of anxiety. I, I wonder why. Um, but one of them is recently we had we've been having some really good conversations on the pod with different people. Last week we had one <clears throat> it was just you and me. You know the Asian hate check in. We were just talking about stuff, and a lot of people connected with it, which was awesome. You know a lot of people were saying, you know, I really, you know, so so happy that you're you're talking about this, and I can relate to different things you're saying, and it got me thinking. Like as we, as we kind of grow the pod, you know, I feel, I feel when we started doing this, it was just you and me, we're on your couch, we're being dumbasses. You know, we were mm. just saying whatever stupid shit was on our minds. We're talking about rice cookers, talking about, um, you know, uh, uh, microaggressions, whatever the fuck it is. But now I feel people, you know, we haven't, we have an impact, a small one for some people, a small impact, you know, and I feel with that there comes like a certain amount of responsibility and I, I, I'm nervous about responsibility. That's why I got into comedy. I did. I was like, I don't want a responsibility for anything, but mm. I think as we're doing this, we're getting a little bit of, of, you know, it's not so much. I have to watch what I say, but I, I question, I'm like, am I saying the right thing? Am I, who am I to even say these things? I don't have a degree in any of this stuff. I, I don't have any real experience. Again, that's the whole point of why I got into comedy. It's it's less about imposter syndrome, you know, but it's more about I'm bad at stuff syndrome. And I'm mm. I don't know what I'm talking mm. about. And I and we always preface, hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. This is just my perspective. But I feel like the more we kind of put ourselves out there, the more I'm like, Oh, do I need to represent Asian people or 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 have that kind of thinking? As I'm putting my opinions out there, e- even even if right, even if you say, even yeah. if you caveat that we're not representing Asian people, you're saying there comes a point when you have certain, a certain amount of people on board with your project that you're doing it. Yeah, I mean, you you just feel yeah. like you have a responsibility, a little bit of a responsibility, and I'm like, yo, I don't know how to handle this kind of shit. You know, I I I got it. I got into the the open mic scene so I could talk about burritos. That's why my first joke was ever was about burritos. And now like right. people are like, hey, you know, like, I think they want to hear what we have to say sometimes. Uh, and again, I'm not making it sound like we're some the shit or something, but you know, it's it's like I'm not equipped to deal with responsibility. Do you know? So I think you, that's yeah. Do you feel like I mean? Did you get any messages where people were like? Oh, I'm so glad you said this thing. Now I'm gonna do this thing, and you're like, no, 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 no don't do that. Or no. what, like, what, what, what prompted this feeling? Because I think I know what you're saying, but at the same time, we were just kind of sharing our thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think we, I don't think we claim to be like people no. have to do this to stop the violence against Asian people. Like we weren't, we were never prescriptive. You know, we're we're very not helpful. We're just like <laughs> this is what's wrong with the world, and we have no answers. That's no, like kind but, of the whole thing. You know, we do put stuff out there. And remember, like a couple weeks ago, I had like some guy come at me on Twitter. Remember, you remember, yeah. like yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you yeah this, yeah. and it wasn't like crazy or anything like that, but that's out there. Like I put something out into the internet, and then the internet came back at me a little bit and was like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Right for this yeah. thing yeah. I wrote a long time ago, which is like, you know, it's fine. 
And now I'm like, oh, people, <laughs> before, I used to just put stuff out there because no one read it, <laughs> right? Nobody right, read right, it. Right. Nobody came to my shows. It didn't, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. But now it's, it lists, some of this stuff's out there and some of it is coming back at me. So right. it's gotten me thinking like, what do I need to, what do I, what do I put out there? You know, right, and 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 in addition to that, people go, "You're representing us incorrectly." You you right. you can't that's, help that's, it. That's the, that's the issue, especially yeah, for yeah, Asian yeah. people, because there's so few Asian entertainers. It's us, then it goes Ronnie, then it goes I don't know King As I Am. I don't know. You know, there's like there's like that's the mm-hmm, number mm-hmm. of famous Asian people in America is like there's so few the of levels. us that we automatically yeah, like start levels. representing shit. You know, and right, it's right, like right, it's, right, right, right. it's freaky. You know. Yeah. Well, let's get let's let's ask your guest about that, man. Is being afraid to speak for your people or speak up, I think even in general. Is that Asian or not Asian? I think that's a that's a good theme. It's it's open-ended and I think it, I'm excited to talk to our guest about it. So our d- guest <laughs> is a comedian. Uh I didn't know this DJ, huh? Actor, producer. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. <laughs> what the hell? I, I know. This guy does everything. He he's got a <laughs> ton. He's got so many. Usually, our guests have like, oh, he's he was on the Tonight Show. This guy has been on all of the shows. Name a show he's been on it. All right, he's mm-hmm. the host of uh, This Is Not Happening. Uh, uh, he's been on Last Comic Standing. He's currently a correspondent on the Daily Show. Hey, our second guy to have to be on there. This is this is great. We're gonna we're gonna collect the whole set. Give it up, everybody, mm-hmm. for Roy Wood Jr. Yes. And let me clarify, okay. radio DJ. Not okay. a DJ oh, DJ. Oh, like okay. not a DJ. DJ. Not like an EDM DJ. I was yeah. an on-air personality. I should probably say that next time. It's probably <laughs> a lot cooler. <laughs> no, that makes sense. No, you weren't you weren't opening at Coachella. That's totally right. cool. Yeah, no, yeah. no, hell no, never. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah you're 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 secretly um, Daft Punk. You know, that's that would be me. Yeah, he was the guy that exploded in that. Eight, did you watch that eight-minute video when he broke up? <laughs> yeah, you watched that. You were that guy. <laughs> it was Roy. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. You work so hard. You know, he's he's also you know what, what, a DJ. He's also how Daft funny Punk. would it be if I was also one of the guys in Daft Punk? It that wouldn't. Would it would make completely sense. You know, it makes complete sense to me. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Well, thank I y'all mean, for having me, man. Yeah, and and we've been talking about a lot of stuff on on the show, and we were just kind of you heard our conversation here. I don't know if you had any immediate thoughts on this. I mean, you know. We, we're just excited to have you. So yeah, I think well, first of all, just to like kind of steer it a little bit because we're kind of everywhere. You know, we wanted to. We're having this issue of like because a lot of people sometimes come at us and they're like, "You're you're not saying the right thing," or like, "This is not how you represent." You know, and I think you know you work for the Daily Show for a long time. You're probably one of the only non-white correspondent on the show. And when I when we watch your interviews, when we watch your stand up, I feel you know I don't think you ever say I would represent all black people in, in the no, world. You but can't. I, you, mm-hmm. Of course you cannot, but there is a little bit of confidence there where it's like you can kind of talk to your experience and kind of, you know, have a, a blanket statement, Everybody if you will. Everybody wants yeah. you to champion the thing that they care about most, not mm-hmm. what you care about. Mm. The hardest issue with The Daily Show is not like hate mail. It's the, you need to talk about this crisis. Mm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we only got 30 minutes on this show, dog. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because we missed your crisis does not mean we do not care. It doesn't like there are a million different things that go into the stories that we that we do and don't cover. And so that part of it is hard, you know, and then there's the people who go, well, 
you shouldn't be talking about it because this is a more serious thing and get the hell on. And like I've mm-hmm. had like you want to talk about getting a tweet from somebody saying you ain't doing right by your people. What you know about a black dude pulling up on you in the middle of a Daily Show interview at the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March oh, saying shit. that you shouldn't be here. And you're just cameras are rolling. I'm in the middle of a conversation with a woman. And wow, my god. I don't I don't take offense to any of it though because a lot of it also, you know, we satire media so inherently we are media. We are a form mm-hmm. of media. Even though we're funny and chuckle first, it's still media. So I understand the distrust that that's rooted in. So I just, I don't know. I just, I never really take offense to it. Um, but I have to make sure that I know for myself, I am here to show this part of a black issue and confirm it for black people, but inform it, mm-hmm. use the segment to inform white people who may not even known this was going on or what the hell was happening. Mm. Right. Like, that part of it for me is how can I put it? That's the North Star. So mm-hmm. you have right. to hold true to that North Star and a lot of people aren't gonna get it off the top and they're gonna gravitate to the things that they like that they think answer the call to right. justice. You know, there's people who are gonna say, <laughs> you know, you're not angry enough. You know, mm-hmm. that's right, that's right. the thing. It's like it's not just have an opinion about the thing or show something about the thing. Also, if you don't match my emotion, fuck you. Mm, right. Yeah. Yes. And you're yes, never, yeah. you're never going to yes. be, you're never going to be on the square with everybody with that, bro. Well, so what do you think about, um, you know, sometimes we, you said, you said it yourself, you know, we're chuckle first. We're just comedians. You know, Mike was saying earlier, like, look, I, I have opinions about what's going on in the world right now, but I, I also don't know, what I'm talking about. I feel like a lot of times comedians will say something, will drop a truth bomb and then they'll like back out because they re- they don't want to like maybe deal with the responsibility. responsibility. Yes. Yeah, they don't yes. want the responsibility. Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't want to be taking this seriously. I still want the right. freedom to not care. Yes, right. Yeah. Comedians want to hopscotch in and out of shit where I think activists stay in that pocket and they yes. actually, yes. they toil in the parts of it that aren't funny and for the most part, when you're talking about tragedy and people going through stuff, a lot of it ain't funny, and it's hard to find the pockets of funny. So I enjoy it because that's it's a fun challenge to mm-hmm. try and do that, you know, on the week-to-week on the show. And then also in my stand-up, I try to find places to edgily present different perspectives, if you will, Mm-hmm. I I'll give I give you an example. This is a joke that, and I don't want to try material, but please yeah, when no, I tell you the, when I tell you the bit, you'll understand so why this is yep. the perfect yep. place for this bit. Okay, and I and I've only shared this with Ronnie Chang. Ronnie and I, um, for those who don't know, in the before times, we shared an office at the Daily uh-huh. Show. Oh shit! So Ronnie and I side by side like two grizzled fucking police detectives (laughs) for the last five years yeah yeah just (laughs) chain smoking just like (laughs) what story trevor sending you out on (laughs) fucking chiefs on my ass yeah so so you look at like you look at stop asian hate right 
and you look at, and, and this isn't a joke so much as it is the premise, which is where I start when I'm working material, and then it's reverse engineering to figure out how to make it funny. Yep. Two doormen were fired in New York City because they didn't intervene on an elderly Asian woman who was getting beat up by a black man on the curb in front of their building. And they were fired solely for not intervening. Mm-hmm. And they called the cops after the after the beating. You know, they came out immediately after, but they didn't they didn't even go out and just do the basic bare minimum, hey, stop. Just right. just do something. Like you have to do something. And the thing that's difficult that I think about now as a black man, because I live in some of these neighborhoods, I work in a lot of these neighborhoods, we shoot in some of these neighborhoods where a lot of these attacks are, like, I'll see the news story, and I fucking, I recognize Mm -hmm. the bodega in the background. (laughs) And I'm having to think now as a black man and as a father, if I see an Asian person getting accosted by a black person, do I intervene? Okay. Yes. But then the second question becomes, as a black man, how do I intervene in a way that doesn't Mm. get me shot when the fucking police come with less information than me? Oh, my God. Yeah. So to save you from racism, I must also figure out how to protect myself from the racism. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. It's like, it, yeah. like everybody just goes, yeah. stop Asian hate. Stop, stop Asian yeah, hate. Yes. I agree, but can we have a plan of action in place and can we come up with a nice <laughs> detail? Yes. Protocols? You need a receipt for this. Right, exactly. Stop Asian hate. Right. If you're white, here's how. If you're black, here's how. If you're Puerto Rican, yes. <laughs> call a white person. Don't you get involved. <laughs> don't, don't get involved. <laughs> so it's that part of it that I think, you know, it's easy to be white and just go, Stop right. it. If you see it, just jump in. But if it's two black dudes and an Asian tussling on the ground and the police come up, my odds are 50-50, bro. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the most I can know to do right now to make sure I come home to my son at the end of the day, which is my North Star, is to just yell or, I don't know, get right. a stick. At, maybe. I throw a stick. <laughs> just poke him. Right. Just poke him. You ever yep. seen two dogs fucking? Hey, you know, you're just trying to figure yeah, out a way dude. to break yeah, up hey, two hey, dogs. Hey, stop that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just I don't know. Get coffee. Throw hot coffee on the black guy. <laughs> I I don't know <laughs> what to do, but you know, it's about uh, you know. At no point am I trying to be the be all end all voice on this. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happens on social media is that social media is the voice of the voiceless. So they're impactful. They're emphatic about what they're saying. And if they don't see that energy match, then you right. somehow don't care the same. Right. As right. Me. There's only, right. yeah, there's, there needs, there's like, I think on social, there's a almost performative aspect of just like, you need to be able to, it's, it's like a poetry slam, you know, you're bringing like maximum energy to this, to this topic. And if you don't have that, then you're, you're kind of like a moderate or something. And then on top of that, then there's no room for nuance in the conversation. Right. right? So, so my son, my son, we have him in a Mandarin immersion school. We're trying to, he's four. We're trying to teach him Mandarin. Right. Okay. And so, this motherfucker is decent at Mandarin. Wow. Me and my girl, we don't speak Mandarin at the house, so we know he's operating at a deficit in comparison to his other classmates who have Mandarin speakers at the crib. So hmm. 
we try to get a Mandarin tutor, and this is pre Stop Asian Hate movement. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. I'm taking you mm-hmm, back two mm-hmm. years ago. We go on all these websites, and if you're dealing with a Mandarin speaking tutor or a Mandarin speaking childcare, 95% of the people you're going to spit at are Asian. These are Asian mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. that are on sure. these websites. Right. M- motherfuckers won't even reply to tell us no, bro. Damn. Won't even mm. won't even say I'm not available. Just straight up, just act just like we reply. didn't send the fucking message. And I know you yep. read that shit, fam. Yep. So mm. then we started with her. Well, maybe it's because I'm a black man. We'll try it with her. And will she? And they'll reply to my girl, but they'll tell her no. But at least she gets replies. All right, right, now we right, fucking, right. We're right. getting some traction. <laughs> yeah. So the thing we've decided to do now is that we've enlisted other Mandarin, other Asian parents. Yo, nice. Parental community. Literally had to email them. Hey, do you know any Asians that fuck with black people? And now we're in the middle of stop Asian hate. So yeah. now it's, it's you got to have your guard up around black people. So now we're going yeah. to the Asian parents. And we're right. Like, They're hey, thinking this is a trap or something. Yeah. Can yeah, you yeah, explain yeah. to them that we don't punch Asians on the curb? Right. And can we, yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, there's a special card for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pay you. Yep. Fu- so literally that's what we're going through right now and trying to find someone that is fluent in Mandarin to come to the crib from time to time to just fucking help this boy be one of the non-black assholes that we need more of in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you can't because racism. And right, so, right. Yeah. So here's, here's, here's the part that made me laugh, and this is I don't know how to work this out on stage because if I present that type of material in this tone mm-hmm. right now, it sounds like I'm saying, well, Asian people be racist yes. too. Right. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying right. is, mm-hmm. is black people, you can't be punching Asians in the face right now. I'm trying to hire one. You're making it hard <laughs> yes. for my yes. family. Yeah. Like that, it's eye-opening. And so the parent told us, we're reaching out to some families. And just so you know, we told them you're black so that there's no surprises. Right, exactly. That would be quite a oh shock. That's literally Holy what they crap. said, though. This is they it. Yep. They're like, <laughs> so it's no surprise. Like, they're going to call back. You catfish me, motherfucker. You didn't tell me. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> what the hell? Yo. So, so have you found so have you found someone? No, hell no. So I oh, say all that to say, if I don't get anything from this podcast and coming on with you two, I hope that if there's anyone out there who knows yeah, someone, someone that speaks Mandarin. Can someone help Roy speak child Roy's care, kid, child care, tutor, piano instruction, anything. Anything, if you speak yeah. Mandarin, uh, Yola. Vaccinated. Just, I won't punch you in the face. I promise. Maybe that's the way to do it, you know, like actually Uber. try. I'll yeah. Uber you to okay. my house so you don't take the subway and risk. I know. It's- yeah. I'm glad well, that you're you're sensitive to it because I don't know if people sometimes like just right now, like it, it is something it's un, it's unusual because I've I've never felt unsafe in New York. But now I'm like, oh, is there there's a sensitivity now, I feel to walking around like to to your point walk going into the subway i'm like i'm kind of i'm kind of like taking my life into my hands which is so crazy because again i've lived here for 12 plus years never felt like that it was before. just today somebody woke up and said i'm just gonna be a piece of shit i saw right. um she wasn't elderly and you know she's like 50 years old like 
you know, one of them Asian women, she's got the cart, but she's moving fast with the cart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah whatever yeah, age fit. that she's is. Fit. Yep. Fit, yeah, fit. 80, <laughs> Whatever age that is. 80, 88, <laughs> 89, I Asians think. Asians are probably. like black women. Both of you <laughs> motherfuckers are probably 63, and I can't tell. <laughs> so she's she's walking. She's like half a block ahead of me, and I keep walking. We're just walking. We're walking at about the same pace. I'm slowly gaining on her, but mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. so much that it's like I'm stalking. And I clock that she keeps popping over her shoulder at me and yep, i'm dressed yep, yep. pretty much like now i'm in a hoodie it's like 50 degrees uh, right mask and knit cap i i look like a fucking grubhub driver with no bicycle like i just <laughs> lost your bicycle yeah, that's how i generally just, dress just, just, just dirty yeah. sneakers and my uh, yeah. bike is disheveled right and i was like oh I get it. She's got to fucking do that. You know what? Let me just go into mm-hmm. the other side of the street real quick. And Yo, it's you same. cross the street now. Yeah, I treat. I have to treat Asian, like especially the elderly. I treat them the same way I do women on the sidewalk at night, where you just gotta make a little noise, yep. make yourself yep. announce, keep the little twenty foot bubble radius. Well, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think it's better. Also, I don't want to get maced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge. She'll do it. She's got nunchucks. Yeah, he's fast, man. Do you? I feel. I mean, I feel like it's it's so telling what you said because I what's happening is racism is doing all this thing and racism is keeping us from having these conversations and and social media is kind of keeping this and I'm, that's why I'm so glad you're you're on here and I think you know that's one of the questions you know have you had thoughts about because I we've been trying to have thoughts about how do you make those connections so that people can have that exchange in a way because i think it's harder than ever to have that conversation and it's harder than ever to have the space to have that conversation because everything is so weaponized you know everybody's so fearful even that thing you know roy you said earlier about like um you know not being able to hire a chinese uh a a tutor that's it's it's saying that it's it's just already confusing because it's like Oh, Asian people like we thought we we're supposed to feel a certain way now, and now we have to be like the assailant and the victim kind of. Just like a very, it's a mishmash of emotions, it's and, so weird. and there's no right. And you're allowed to feel both, and I think, but we don't really expose ourselves to these kinds of conversations, you know? Yeah, and it's like, and then you have black people who have already been fighting their own war with white America, and now a two front war with the police and the bureaucracy of it. To right. then turn around and have another group go, hey, can you tell your people to stop beating on us? It's like, yeah. hey, we're kind of dealing with this yeah. thing over here where we're yeah. getting shot. And no <laughs> we had a couple. We have a couple of things on the, on the burner right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's the hard part of it is that everyone is dealing with some level of pain and wanting to be heard, and there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of mm-hmm. resentment. There's a lot mm-hmm. of underlying, you know history and especially when you get into when you get into things with the Asian and the black community specifically Mm -hmm. like if we're gonna Mm -hmm. really just you know unpack the shit just a little bit for a second there's also a contingency of black people that go I feel you on what you're saying about that but we never talked about this when Mm -hmm. y'all's community was doing this to us Mm -hmm. so it's it's basically the relationship where one person brings a grievance and they're adamant about it but the other person's like we never talked about the old shit. And so then right. it's whose mm. trauma takes priority first. 
mm-hmm. for there to be real progress. And I don't think there's been a concession on either side with that. And it's hard to even make a case to unpack the old stuff when you have Asians literally dying in the fucking street, bro. Right. Yep. And yeah. so yep. that's that's a totally different it's it's just it's it, as a society and this is also because I feel like we we have a one track mind. Yeah. We can only deal with the now. Yes. You can't really get into right. what well, is happening right. now, so let's talk about it now. But if an Asian shopkeeper happens to shoot or insult a black child for falsely shoplifting, then we'll unpack that at the time. Well, no, right. it happened a bunch of times in the 90s. Let's just talk yep. about it. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah. not the time. There's Asians mm-hmm. dying today. Let's talk about the ones today. And there's a disconnect in how the past informs how people behave hmm. in the present. Hmm. But as a black person or as the black community, how would you feel if if Asians... Uh, hey, in order for us to talk about Sharpton or whoever, whatever blackity black, pro-black person, in order for us to get him to stand with you, we first need you to draft a statement denouncing the right. blah, 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 right. and, uh, and uh, the beauty shop in the Korean yeah, supply yeah. chain. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now you're, because mm. now you, to your point, you're bringing all that stuff. Well, I, when I had, when I had wanted to talk about this other thing, I, I'd come to this meeting with this other thing. You know, and you're like, well, actually, mm-hmm. as you can see, the queue hasn't been cleared yet. You know, we still got a, the queue Correct. still. Mm. And the thing that's tragic about that, the thing that's tragic about that is that I hate, I hate it because on the black side of the game, black people don't even see how that's similar to the conversation that white people have with us. Right. When we bring yeah. our now traumas and then they go, well, Hey, this, 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 and this has been happening. This, this, and systemic is always the word. Like, yeah, but we ain't seen none of that. But we can talk mm-hmm. about this one dead person. But no, let's yeah. talk about the policies and talk about all the other instances that empower officers to, to even get to the. Nah, we'll, no, we'll, no, no. we'll give you this one. He's guilty. You know what? Second degree murder. We'll do second degree. Third degree <laughs> right. murder. Everything you're saying is is so true, and and unfortunately, like timing is a thing that it uh, is a big factor in when people, and by people I mean the majority of Americans, which is a white people, when they're ready to talk about it. And so I feel like the disconnect, be- like the reason why we're not talking about Rodney King and all that, like Korean delis and stuff like that, is because back then, nobody saw any of us as people or newsworthy, right? But Correct. now, I mean, you know, to be honest with you, in the eyes of white people, black people started getting shot by the police the summer of 2020, right? <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's how, a new thing. Because, <laughs> because, because, because that's, right? Yeah. And hey, Asians, I, just Asians, got, I just got the sticker. I'm, so. st- I'm fucking serious. That's when it was yeah. zeitgeisty. I had somebody say that to me in a fucking yeah. meeting. We're you know, in they're the like, moment yeah, we're trying now. Motherfucker, <laughs> we've yes. been in the moment. We've been in the right, moment. Right, right. Well, I think, um, you know, to your point, yeah. for me, that's how Asian people feel. And I hope that Asian people can then extrapolate that to the black experience because Asian people know this has been happening. It's just that right. now, now people are retweeting it, you know, not, instead of just going, ha, 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 you know, whatever, yeah. you know? And yeah. so, and that's the thing where, where I get into, to go back to the original question, which is how do we have the conversation? It requires people that are thought leaders on both sides of an issue to speak out about the thing that they traditionally don't stand for, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I think that's 
that's that's step number one. Um, I'm very lukewarm on a bunch of the social justice, di- the digital social justice movement. Interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then I'm also afforded a platform, two platforms if you count stand up, where I get to explore the nuance of the issue at a level that a tweet or Facebook mm-hmm. post could never do. So mm-hmm. for me, it's always been, if I could explain this eloquently on Twitter, then I'll just do it somewhere else where right. there's the opportunity for this to reach more people and be more impactful than to have my words twisted and turn into a long yep. drawn out ass argument on Twitter. Cause that's ultimately what it always turns into. It's just people yep. yelling at each other. Yeah. I mean, Twitter it's, 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 uh, you know, Fumi and I, we, we do stand up and we're, we're comics and I can't get to even through the first setup of the first point of the first thing in the tweet or even in 10 tweets. I feel I, you know, by the time I'm like even laying it all out, I'm like, this is not going to work on here. I have to take this somewhere else. Well, I mean, how, how are we supposed to tweet about this thing? Roy <laughs> this conversation we've how... had, you know, like there's <laughs> right. no way we could tweet I mean, this conversation, you know, that, that thing earlier you said about how, when, if you want to save an Asian person, you also have to confront this other racism. It, it's kind of like there's, if you're playing, you're playing a video game and there's like a boss in front of you, but you forgot to beat that sub boss behind you. You can't tweet that, bro. Like, <laughs> no, you can't tweet so that. complex. Can't. And then I also can't turn around and go, Hey, I'm teaching this boy Mandarin. I know I know right. a bunch of niggas that know Mandarin because I hired the two that I could find in New York, and they're both ambitious and they have opportunities. You know why? Because they're niggas that speak Mandarin, so they get right. fucking paid <laughs> and they're gone, so they resigned. So I want my son to be one of those motherfuckers. If anything, that confirms that what I'm doing is the right thing to do. But if I fucking posted that, bro. Then yeah. it turn it has the potential to turn into the well. Why are you teaching them that? And we need to be yep. learning our right, culture. Right. These uh, motherfucking uh, kids don't yeah. even know they from Africa and fucking <laughs> the diaspora. Right. Well, I can you see you know I can see that you know some some Asian people reading that tweet and going, "Why are you fetishizing the culture? You know what what's going right. on here?" Correct. And then you don't know Correct. about you know so because that's so, the that's the tone and that's what's going on in the space. But it's but. When you look at it deeper, for me, the decision boiled down to the globalization of this economy. The world is getting smaller, bro. And Mm. when you look where people are and you look where industry is, it's China and India. So fucking pick a language, bro. Right. If you you want to have the opportunity for expansion, and even if I'm wrong, for what it requires to learn that language, it's going to open up a different partition in your brain that will make everything easier so we're teaching the mandarin and we started coding one of those two will make sense at some point in the future if everything's going to be computerized it's just the people the jobs are going to be the people programming the machines until the machines kill us so let them <laughs> do one of those jobs roy i love it you're you're following the um asian playbook i respect that okay get him into the mm-hmm. violin lessons okay all right and um <laughs> I don't know how much anime he's consuming, but you need to up it immediately. You, you got you got to get there. Watches Pokoyo, <laughs> which it might be a Pokoyo. You mean you mean Pokemon? No, not Pokemon. Pokoyo. It's some weird fucking hopping. I don't even know what kind of animal it is. It has no curves, <laughs> so you can't really tell. What it, 
I was gonna say it's it's funny we're talking about like Chinese listeners because uh, you picked the the Asian podcast where none either of us speak Chinese. No, as a matter of fact, <laughs> it's a great point. <laughs> I should get a Mandarin. I should get a Mandarin teacher. And Not Fumi, before me, motherfucker. Oh no, no, dude! They're gonna look get at this live, and they'll be like, "Oh, got you." They're gonna, they're gonna ask me. Okay, they're gonna come to me and be, like, "Would you like to learn Mandarin, sir?" You guys, here at Asian Not Asian, we love diversity. But diversity doesn't just mean representation in Hollywood with Asian people, okay? It also means a diverse portfolio. And that's why you guys got to check out Fundrise. Fundrise provides access to diverse portfolios of private real estate to all investors with their industry-leading easy to use platform. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise makes investing in private real estate as easy as investing stocks, bonds, or mutual funds. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all of their real estate projects. And with their easy-to-use website, you can track your portfolio performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired, improved, and operated via dynamic asset updates. You guys know what that means. I've personally tried Fundrise, and listen, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing when it comes to investing, but the app was very intuitive. It kind of walked me through it, and it's a good time, and now I'm rich enough to quit the podcast. See for yourself how 130,000 investors have built a better portfolio with private real estate. It takes just a few minutes to get started. Go to Fundrise.com Asian today. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash Asian. Fundrise.com Asian. You guys, when I was a baby, my mom used to feed me, but also she used to wipe my butt. And that is why we need to return the favor to my mom specifically with the perfect gift for Mother's Day from Hello Tushy. Bring your mama into the future with the brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 modern bidet attachment. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install, and will help stop flushing her retirement down the toilet in TP cost. Haha, Hello Tushy 3.0 cleans butts like a champ. <laughs> but it doesn't stop there. Really? It cleans itself. Whoa! With the smart spray. That's trademarked. Automatic self-cleaning nozzle. When we say anyone can put this shit together, uh-oh, we mean even your parents. Yes, yours. Hello Tushy 3.0 attaches to their existing toilet with no electricity, extra plumbing, or tech support, FaceTimes, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%, so the Hello Tushy Bidet pays for itself in a few months. Plus, every Hello Tushy Bidet attachment comes with a 60-day risk-free guarantee and a 12-month warranty. Mom already got a Tushy on her pop. Blow her away with an upgrade to the new Hello Tushy 3.0. If she's new to the revolution, have her join millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now for a clean butt with every flush. Give the gift of clean butts. Go to hellotushy.com slash ANA to get 10% off plus free shipping. This is a special offer for our listeners at hellotushy.com slash ANA for 10% off. hellotushy.com slash ANA. I I love this quote that you have because, and you have this, this whole sensibility, which I feel isn't unusual for black comics, but maybe unusual for other races of comics but you have this this thing you have um uh this quote the only difference between a good comedian and a good reporter is a necktie and i wanted you to just talk about that a little bit because you know i sometimes think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of comedy out there which i think is like it's like i don't want to say misinformation comedy but it's misinformed comedy i think there's a lot of comedy that's very popular that's out there and it's like it's putting out 
con- weird conspiracy things and is putting out these things. But you're talking about good comedy and good reporting. Can you know th- they're one and the same? And I w- I was wondering to you know where did you get that idea from? Because I think what makes you so good at it, at stand up is the fact that you are looking at the world a certain way. Yeah, comedy is journalism. To me, journalistically speaking, the comedians you respect, the ones that leave the best impressions on society, right? To me, there's two types of jokes. Who are you as a person? Right. Or how do you feel about something? Those Those are the two, to me, most jokes that are truly memorable answer one of those two questions. The great jokes answer both questions at the same time. Mm. And the superior joke also leaves you feeling something. You know, Mm. if a comedian can make you feel an emotion in addition to laughing, then that's the next, that's the, that's God level, you're in the zone. Right. You know, like that's a whole nother level type shit. To me, you know, you know, there's comics that are going to live in whatever truth they've decided to construct. And there's people that are completely cool with hearing that shit. Right. Yep. And <laughs> if you can find that audience, because at the end of the day, that's all you're trying to do is find 10,000 people that rock with what you do so you can pay your bills until you're 70. Right. Sooner mm-hmm. or later, the entertainment industry is going, you age out or you become a producer and you cast people or you write your own shit for yourself if you have the power to. That's inevitable, but the stage never leaves. And the only Mm. thing that I think people gravitate to is truth, and that's good reporting. So tell us something deep about yourself or tell me something deep and real about the world. So much so that even if I don't agree, that's what made Carlin so dope, is that Mm -hmm. sometimes you didn't agree with him and you still laughed. I love the way you talk about comedy and, you know, you, you, you call comedians journalists and it's a cool approach because I think just seeing how t- comedy is on like TikTok and Twitter, I, I know Mike feels this way. You know, I know Mike is sick of hot takes from comedians I'm on so the internet, hot takes. But, hot takes. But, but when you have the right, you know, knowledge and, and the delivery and you put work into it and you approach it like a reporter, um, with stand-up Research. comedy, you know, mm. yeah, you can get to this point that goes beyond that, Mike. It, it's not just 500 words on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, you're actually saying some truth and you, you're sprinkling some laughs because it's hard to talk about, but you want them leaving, asking themselves like, I've, a question. I've Maybe tried, they got to go and Google something, you know? The Daily Show changed my approach to writing in this where if you're going to pitch a story, right, like whatever the story is, you have to do. I give you an example because I, I can say this one because we didn't do this story. So there is a contingency of white women who are fighting to make the term Karen a slur, a oh, racial yes. slur. <laughs> yes. Because that's what we need right now. That's yes. what we need. Yes. And these are women who are named Karen. <laughs> who, who their real name is Karen and they deal right. with harassment and teasing all right. and all of that shit because their actual <laughs> yeah. name is Karen. And so they talk about their story and shit and there's like a couple of news articles on these people. So that struck me as interesting and in the parallels to, you know, 
your discrimination versus my discrimination, sure. whose discrimination wins. Uh, it, it, yeah. Having a story working around that that central that central nucleus. Well, the first thing I need to do is research and see every single thing that exists on this topic before I talk about it, because more often than not, if you're just on the surface on what you think and the things that interest you, you're going to step into there's the the best thing about Twitter is that I can take a joke premise and type in four or five words of that premise and see whether or not someone else has thought of something close to it. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. it's the, it's an instant fucking joke filter. And I go, all right, well, if. 120 people have thought of this and tweeted it. It's not unique enough. Doesn't mean drop the joke, but this is no longer a punchline. This is a premise that mm-hmm. goes somewhere deeper. So mm. so you have to watch. I try to watch on any topic. I try to consume five hours of information on the topic, be it a podcast or in articles or TV shows or whatever, just to feel like I got some level of depth Mm-hmm. to understanding the issue because once you do that then that's where you find all of the new prisms and angles and ways to inform people in a way that they normally wouldn't have expected to be informed because that's what a comedian also is like you're the chef who's pairing together flavors that nobody knew mm-hmm. they needed mm-hmm. together and like it's like the whoever the fuck started putting cranberries in salad thank you like, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the that. norm, right? That yeah, wasn't the norm research. for a long time. But you had yeah, to do you research and work mm-hmm. your, on podcasts, right? What's exactly. it? Salt, acid, fat, oh, yeah. heat. Fat, I don't know the heat, show, yeah. but yeah. So it's it's that type of shit, man. And I just think that you have to do as much reading and research as you can, like because mm. like even like because even if I if I were to delve into talking about the troubles of how 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 stop asian hate has inconvenienced my own relationship with a right. and to be one of like right now i'm one of the good ones like i'm walking around like a white person you go, I, I know what you're going through i understand like <laughs> to even present that i have to go deep i have to dig back to the la riots i have to dig back to the korean delis i have to dig all the way back to asians and the railroads and how that's never really touched on when we talk about Mm -hmm. the internment camps in world war ii and the real relationship the real traumatic relationship that asians have with this country and it's not to compare it to slavery but it's to give it a depth of perspective before going into the present day analysis of what's happening because most people aren't going to talk about that on stage. So then the challenge becomes, how the fuck do you make that funny? Right. Because if you mm-hmm. ju- but if you just live at the surface, to me, it's just it's not enough. It's, it's yeah. just ain't worth the trouble. So I've got to go gather all of the facts and all of the names and all of the truths and then start then figure out how mm-hmm. to assemble that into do, either a field you, piece or a story or whatever. Do you ever find it frustrating? Because I feel that you know, content now is about speed. It's about like riffing on things, trends. I saw on TikTok, man, you you only got 438 subscribers on TikTok, bro. I saw it. <laughs> what's what's good? Posts. What's going on with that? I got two posts. Yeah, I saw you two posts. One was about the anal, like, it's like the, oh, yeah, the, the anal swap. COVID swap. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
And I'm like, this is Roy Wood Jr., one of the greats, you know? So yeah, <laughs> do you sure ever feel like, it. man, you know, because I'm working, I'm, you're sitting here outlining shit, you're reading books and, and, and yeah, shit Five like hours of, of In order to do stuff, you yeah. know, like I've yeah. had uh, a stupid TikTok and I was like, I took it, I took, I, I, I hate doing it. So I try to spend as little time on it as possible, but then I'll get like a ton of traction because it's so simple. It's such a surface thing. And I don't like the feeling of it, but I know that's kind of the game. I don't know. You know, you've been in it for a long time. So what are your thoughts on that? I, it's a necessary evil, and I'll never speak mm. down on it because there's a lot of OGs that spoke down on MySpace. Mm. And, you know, I ignored YouTube. I was one of the, I'm not going to say one of the first. That wouldn't be accurate. But in 2004, which I think was the first year of YouTube, I think YouTube came on in 03 or 04. Something like that. In under a year, I had 150,000 subscribers on my mm. YouTube channel, and mm. I kept getting copyright strikes for other shit and lost the channel. And it would be mm. like almost 10 years before I would post anything again, and I just didn't understand it. And that's mm. also because as a young comic at the time, you inherit, you inherit, if you're not careful as a comedian, you will inherit the goals of your predecessors. Hmm. Mm. So I'm writing that you, down. Yeah, go ahead. You <laughs> only know to cherish the things that they cherish. So the OGs who came before me, it was all about television. Right. You got to get on TV, young Late blood. Night. You got to get yeah. on Letterman. You get on Letterman, you get the sitcom, and then you get the money. Stop fucking with that YouTube. Yeah, but I, I do prank calls for morning radio, and I put my pranks on YouTube, and people pass the links around and I go viral over email. Yeah, is that ain't helping you sell no tickets, is it? Well, then, motherfucker, you don't need to be doing it. So I ignored mm -hmm. it because it didn't seem like the next thing. So whatever is yeah. next, hell yes, you got to get into shit. that shit. I've been reading up on these NFTs. I'm trying to figure it out, yeah, but then yeah, I yeah. also have a child. So <laughs> I must also be a father sometime right. and fucking be a decent fucking, fucking partner. Like, TikTok, I know it's something I'm going to sit and really start delving into in another maybe like month or two. The thing with TikTok, the reason why I've been slow on TikTok is that the the demographic of the user base on TikTok by age does not match mm -hmm. up with the demographic by attendance for most of my comedy shows. Sure. So yep. TikTok statistically for me is an investment in someone, com in someone coming to see me in the next three to five years. Right, right. So if you only got 24 hours in a day, because the average 22-year-old, they're not fucking with a comedy club with a two-drink minimum. So for me mm -hmm. to even get you out to see me, it's got to be at some weird hole-in-the-wall venue. It's got to be somewhere completely off the beaten path that feels like something that your parents didn't do. Yeah. Mm. You know, so that requires a whole different type of booking strategy, and I don't have the time this year. I got to get these jokes polished for our special in October. So mm -hmm. it's not that I don't care or that I disregard it. It's just that that's something to do it properly. That's like, an investment. Would you, what, what, would, what would have disappointed you more? To see two quick videos or to go to my TikTok and see comedy show flyers that aren't even right. video? It's just, yeah. it's yep. just blatantly obvious. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's, <laughs> comedy flyer videos? It's, it's a screen cap of a tweet. 
and just hundred percent with an emoji. People and do just that. Going, I'm huh? sure. Yes, exactly. Yes, that no. is. Um, I I feel um no. I feel you there, and and it is. It's it's an investment for people. It's and it's an it's interesting. It's like when you go yeah. to a motherfucker's Twitter account and their whole Twitter feed is just Instagram links. Because they right. link their IG and right. they don't even realize that Instagram. Work that they way. don't even yeah. do previews on Twitter. And that shit hadn't been mm. like seven years. Yeah. Your hair and skin are unique, but finding the men's personal care products that works for you can be like searching for a needle in a haystack. With Hawthorne, all you have to do is take a short quiz to look, feel, and smell at your best. Hawthorne is a premium grooming brand that tailors your personal care routine to your unique profile. First, you take the quiz. They ask me things like what kind of drinks I like, what kind of clothes I wear, and um, it's actually really fun and quick and easy. And at the end, I get an essential bundle with all the products tailored to my body type and lifestyle. Uh, the products I got are like shampoo, deodorant. I don't even wear deodorant, but uh, they sent it to me and I smell amazing. Hawthorne takes the risk out of shopping for personal care by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. If you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. With high quality self-care products tailored specifically to your needs from Hawthorne, looking your best has never been easier. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use promo code NOTASIAN to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R. R-N-E dot C-O, promo code not Asian. Hawthorne dot C-O, promo code not Asian. Taking it back to like what you were talking about earlier, like, you know, now that comedy is moving this way and to your point, I think we should totally embrace the next thing. But because right now as the platform exists that you can't really get too deep on it because of the time length limitation and also just people would rather have you do a joke that somebody else did rather than have your own take that's what a trend is right you like do a voiceover of a, of a bit somebody else is doing do you do you feel like comedy might get to this point where it's not going to have as much political power I, I feel like you believe in the power of stand-up you, you sprinkle in some funnies maybe people walk away rethinking something that they've done in their life you know but 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 if comedy moves to this digital way which totally is totally fine is it gonna lose that power where i i can't really talk about the nuances because i'm, I'm shaking my butthole into the camera <laughs> i think that you will seek the comedy that speaks to the things you're angry about i just think you evolve i think the comedy consumer evolves that's why mm. every five mm. to seven years you have to have a new joke meme type guy because mm. the guy you used to love evolved dc young fly is probably one of the best examples that i can give where he started out just roasting people in a two box on ig and just clowning people. And then the next thing you know, he rolls that into stand-up, and then he rolls that into acting, and now he's part of the 85 South show, and them boys is a fucking media behemoth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you take someone like King Batch. That's another good one. That's OG Vine from back in the day. And, right. you know, Batch started out doing the quick, the quick videos and topical stuff and whatever the fuck, and then you have to graduate. You have to go on to something else because the people that came up with you, eventually they're going to evolve. And that's inevitable. I'm not scared of that shit. I think that there's money to be made in the quick flash jokes and the memes mm -hmm. and the topical humor. And the, this mm -hmm. is what people be like when they do or whenever the dance trend comes out. And yep. then the next week there's 12 parody videos and three go viral or whatever. Those people are eating. But yeah for real longevity for longevity right. sooner mm. or later you got to have content you got to be talking about something because 
Get all the money you can in your 20s and maybe your early 30s. Because once you cross 40, you've got to be talking about something. And if you've mm. never, mm. if you've never been talking about anything, there's nothing more awkward than watching someone that ain't never said shit deep trying to be a deep motherfucker. And yes. trying shit. to be <laughs> goddamn. Hey y'all, this is what see what we got to be doing is coming yeah. together. Right. Like, no, they just go got the stickers. A, yes, they don't got anything. Go do your fucking <laughs> TikToks. Click here. Your like. Hey, subscribe, like, 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 <laughs> like. If you hate, like, if you hate racism, subscribe yeah. and comment. So, you know, I, you know, I came up at a time where the foundation I laid for my career sets me up. Dulce Sloan on the show said something to me that it, when she first got hired, and it. It fucked me up for a minute, and then I thought about it for a day. Like, it, it stayed with me for a day. And she said, she said, when you old enough to play uncles on TV, that's when your shit gonna pop. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about it for a second. I was like, shit, she's right. Damn. So everything I'm doing is just setting myself up for that run. From like wow. I'm 42 now. I mean, so yeah, the, the, that the run from coming, like 44 you know? to 61, yep. bitch, I'm yep. gonna be on. Yeah, I'm gonna be you're on. gonna be out there. You're gonna be barbecuing. You know, you're gonna be talking about Costco, wearing white tube socks. Yes, I love it. And you know, and those are the people that'll come see me live, and I'm cool yes. with that. You know, yes. I think yes. TikTok is fun and entertaining and engaging, and there's something beneficial from it. But you have to figure out for where my humor is concerned. Now you're asking me to boil down my comedic sensibilities into 15-second vignettes, or you're asking me to become a totally different comedian for the sake of that particular platform. Yes. And that's a fucking mm. sucker's bet. Right. Mm. That's right. a sucker's bet. You know, you can't... I don't know. I'm just... It doesn't work for me. I'll just respectfully say it that way. It don't work right. for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I see my and, friends and that change I mean, up on these different platforms and they're doing stuff that ultimately doesn't sell who they really are, because I know you as a performer in real life, and I'm like, mm, that's not who you really are. But mm -hmm. uh, okay. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I, I think Mike and I would have been more sad if we went to your TikTok and you had a million followers and you were doing, the, you know, the Cardi B Wop <laughs> challenge or whatever, yeah, exactly. right? I think that yeah. I think that would hurt me. It's like, no, you were like, the no, guy that's not like you, Roy. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, I mean, I'm just a big fan of yours, so there's very few comics that I can watch their bit o bits over and over and over again where I'm just like, I just love watching it. One of them is your Street Fighter bit, which, you know, w was out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't... You, like, opened a new world of comedy to me where I was like, I didn't know you could joke about Street Fighter, you know, because... And 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 it, for people who don't know, please go check it out. It's, 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 it's all over YouTube. Um... You have this amazing thing you do. You have so many different things you're doing with this thing. And it, it comes down to like, you know, the the background characters of Street Fighter, the, the things the Street Fighter characters say to each other. I just want to yeah. know, just as a as a as a fanboy, how did you how did have you been working on that a long time? Or is that something you just kind of was like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Street Fighter, it that's was, a thing. It was a bit that always it was an observation that always sat in my mind mm -hmm. that I never that never fit with anything else in my hour specials. Okay, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Because the thesis statement was, the basic, the basic point I was trying to make is that 
you know, for all of this caring and stuff. I was trying to tie it into the bit came about when at the beginning of white women calling the police on black people for doing. Yes, yes. And it was just mind your business. Like if they're not bothering you and it doesn't directly affect you, mind your business. You ever notice in Street Fighter, these guys are throwing fireballs at each other (laughs) and the people in the background don't say shit. Yeah, just going on you know with their why? day. Just going because on they're with their minding day. their business. There's commerce. <laughs> like, and then I went back and started playing Street Fighter again, doing the research. Doing the research. <laughs> Five hours. Yeah. yeah. Your your partner is like, "What are you doing? I'm re- doing research. I'm working. Yeah, okay. I'm doing okay. Research. And then that's when all of the little observations and the times to exaggerate it. And then I started noticing at the end when they give you like the little words of encouragement, when they talk shit at yes, the very yes, end. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 I say, this is kind of an uplifting game. Like when you look <laughs> at all of the messages that people say to each other, like it's like, yeah, it's just, you can't beat me or try again or go right. home and be a family man. I'm like, That's <laughs> be a, a family man. Like, <laughs> I, I like, when I saw the bit, I, when you said there's commerce happening, I was thinking about the Chun-Li one. The Chun-Li one. Like in, it's amazing. Right? Yeah. People or like, you and know, I, yeah. I, 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 Dude, people are literally, they're eating, they're, they're buying duck for dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's just it's a funny. woman upside yeah. down fucking kicking. Right. Oh, man. But yeah, that's yeah. where the bit came from was just a larger observation about white women calling the cops on black kids, but I couldn't connect the two thoughts. So it's just, it's a joke where, oh, the back end is straight. The street fighter shit yeah. is straight, yep. but the front end just, it's not, it just never congealed. It was just never anything that I was mm. like, I'm okay with saying this on stage. So I just left mm. it alone. Gotcha. And it's like, fuck it. I, just I love it when you're just like, part. I've got this, I've got this joke about race, but it's, yeah, it makes people uncomfortable. So I'm going to talk about <laughs> Hadoukens. Like that's, yeah, that's a classic, like. Comedian conundrum. Yeah, it's like uh, I want to get into this, but how do I explain it in a way that how do I explain it? Because it's just like a random that. aside. Yeah. Yeah. So there was just no way. So I was just like, ah, fuck it. I'll just right. this still makes me laugh. Somebody will like it. So just put it. Well, out. I love it. I love it. It's great. And I'm gonna check out this chicken sandwich drama. Um, the yeah, coalition. Like, I've, yeah. I haven't the even coalition. promoted my own. Pro- don't even go. Don't even listen to my podcast, Roy's Job Fair. Fuck that. Go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to that. Let's watch this. Go to YouTube and watch the coalition. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. I love it. Well, well Roy, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time. This was such an amazing conversation. So um where where can our fans find you and your work? Yo, what would you like for them to know? It's uh Roy Wood Jr. So just at signinfront.com behind. That'll get you where you need to go. And if you're not familiar with the stand up, I swear to you, like he, he, Father Figure, it came out in like twenty seventeen. I still watch it to this day it's because amazing. him and Ronnie special were like the only specials that I've liked in the last three years. It's crazy. Whoa. Like how many specials are out there that I don't even fucking know about could, or they're just super okay. Yeah. I could walk you through the days of me and Ronnie bouncing bits off of each other in the office between daily show pitches where we're like helping to tighten each other's material. Like when he was doing, yeah, when he was like the early days of Asian Comedian Destroys America, like he was just like, you think people will get mad at me if I say this? <laughs> <laughs> was it was it the movie theater bit where he says black people are a little loud? Yes. <laughs> he's, he's a, if I say that black people talk loud, um, what'll happen? I go. There's no hate there. There's no hate. There's no hate there. I say you have to frame black stereotypes as a compliment, and mm. I don't know why, but we'll give you a pass. 
<laughs> I, I gotta say, he did not do that in the bit. No, <laughs> he, he did not he take your advice. What Roy he said, wants, he's he like, nah, the- don't listen to Roy. He's got this weird chicken sandwich thing he's doing, so I'm not listening to him. Yeah. That's why I love. Oh Ryan, my god, man. he juggles dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely check out uh, Roy's stand up, and you can also find us on all the social media platforms at Asian Not Asian Pod. I'm also on there at the Fumi Abe. That's T H E F U M I A B E. And you can find me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. Uh, please check out our uh, Zoom comedy show that we do every other week on Hack City. It's different comedians every time. The next one's going to be uh, April 16th. Tickets are free on Asian Not Asian Pod.com. So check that out and join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Asian Not Asian Pod. Um, Hell yeah, man. Well, this was so much fun. I cannot wait to edit this and, and get into it. Roy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, right, well, for your time. Any last words from you? No. Any last, last words of wisdom? I've, no. Yeah. I'm going to try some of this Asian shit on stage, and I'm going to come back to the pod this summer and report. <laughs> right. On Just make, how make this any, Asian yeah. babysitter joke is coming Make any on. stereotypes a compliment. That's my advice to you. <laughs> Just do that. Yeah, you know how them Asians don't canceled. be replying to black emails? Man, I sure do love that. <laughs> but man, I do love that. It's so good. Yeah, see, and we'll, we'll give you a pass. Yep, Anos, we'll see you guys next week. Bye.